Welcome to the Breakwater Podcast. And today we're going to talk about topics relating through um, the Oshkosh community and, and uh, experience. I have a special guest with us today. Do you mind introducing yourself? So, hi, my name is April. Um, I was born and raised in Oshkosh and in the Fox Valley community. Um, I am a healthcare worker. I'm a nursing student and currently a CNA in multiple ERs. So, Awesome. <clears throat> and uh, what ERs do you work in? Uh, currently, I work in Ascension. So I work at Mercy Medical Center in Oshkosh and then also St. Elizabeth's Emergency Room in Appleton and Aurora in Oshkosh as well. It's quite a lot. Quite <laughs> yeah. a lot. I'm sure you see quite a bit. I do. I do. It's a really good experience. Mm. Um, and uh, with with your experience, I mean, school, schooling is tough. Um, I guess, did you ever think you would go and try to become a nurse? So both my parents are in the healthcare field. They're both nurse practitioners. So it's kind of a family career, but um, my dad is a nursing instructor. So as a kid, I was in his lectures and that was pretty much my daycare. So I always joke saying that I've been in nursing school since I was five. <laughs> um, but so I always saw how the nursing field could change lives and alter them and everything like that. So it's kind of why I wanted to go into nursing because I was driven into it and I saw a passion for it. Mm. Yeah, with all the lectures, I mean, that will definitely do it for anyone. <laughs> yeah. But that's always awesome. So with that and that experience, I guess, would you say it's very purposeful? It is. Uh, you meet a huge, diverse community. So I would say Oshkosh is very diverse in that sense as well. So you could um, meet somebody one day and then meet a completely different person an hour later. So you see that wide variety of personalities, cultures, um, that sort of thing. So keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, usually when I go to the ER, it's never for anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could imagine that's the same for everyone. Right. Um, right. But, you know, it's always uh, interesting to, to hear a perspective on the other side. I guess what is some common things that you see in the ER for, for teens, if, if any, do come through? So currently right now, um, within our hospitals, we get kind of trend-setting numbers. So right now with teens in our community, the trend-setting numbers are um, suicidal ideation, um, drug abuse, or drug overdoses between the accidental overdoses and the intentional overdoses as well. Um, but we're seeing a lot of that mental health kind of trending right now, not only in social media and online, that drives them to then seek help, which is huge and major for our community. Um, but yeah, so our trending numbers right now within the teen environment is primarily those. Mm. And if someone comes in for, say, a drug overdose or that uh, suicidal um, thoughts, I guess, what is the what is the healthcare system do to, to help those teens? So we have multiple programs in the area. So at my Appleton location, we have Apra City, which supplies recovery coaches to teen communities and everything like that as as well as adults 
And then in Oshkosh, there's always solutions recovery and that sort of things that provide those teens um, a safe place to go and talk and everything like that. So we can offer them resources as well as um, at our Appleton location, we have Adolescent Psych. So Adolescent Psych can be kind of intimidating for some people to hear. Um, it is a psychiatric facility, but also at the same time, they do do alcohol and drug rehabilitation programs as well, as well as Catalpa Health in Appleton as well. So those are definitely some resources that we would provide to them and say, you know, this is completely up to you, um, but know that they are there for available to you. Mm. And out of curiosity, um, usually if it comes down to being admitted, it's it's a guardian consent, isn't it? Yes, it is. So you do need a parent's permission. Um, they do have to sign the paperwork out on your behalf. The only exception to that is if you are put on a Chapter 51 hold with this county that you currently live in. So kind of the basis of a Chapter 51 is that you have provide, you have shown that you're a safety risk to yourself or to others, and you're not willing to be voluntarily admitted to the hospital. So then they would put you on to that Chapter 51 hold, which is a 72-hour hold on a psychiatric facility. So that's the only exception to that parental um, and guardian permission. But some people that some children don't know is that in Wisconsin, state law states that if you're 14 and above, you don't have to disclose to your parents anything mental health wise. So if we see somebody who's 14 and above and they don't want to have their parents in the room, they don't want to disclose that health information to them, they don't have to. It's only basis like, okay, you know, we're going to admit them to the psych unit. We have to have you sign this, but they don't have to know why that makes sense. So that's a little gray area that a lot of people don't realize um, that you can have as well. That's nice. Um, I know for me personally, I've always had a guardian in the room uh, and I definitely struggled mental health growing up. So it was always an awkward situation to kind of try to get transparent when you got your parents in the room. Um, and it's mostly because my dynamic and situation with my parents, but um, it's nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, for sure. And it's the same for a lot of teens. You know, it's really hard to tell somebody that they don't feel safe in their own body or that they don't feel safe in the environment that they're in. And so having that privacy where we can have those parents step out of that room, we really dig deep into their actual mental health and why they're there. Um, so we kind of get more truth also out of that as well. It's a nice safe space. Mm -hmm. So with, with that, with the uh, hospital's resources is essentially just plugging them into different, um, places around the community. There is only one location that we'll take in. So as of right now in the Fox Valley, um, Ascension is the only adolescent psych um, inpatient, I should say. So there's a difference between inpatient and outpatient. Outpatient programs, it's Catalpa and um, that sort of community groups. Otherwise, inpatient where you're on a unit and you're staying overnight there, like in a hospital, that is only available in Appleton. There are also some in Green Bay and also some in Milwaukee as well. So sometimes we do send children to Milwaukee or Green Bay, depending on the situation and what the bed availability is as well. Mm. Is it uh, is bed availability been a big issue, would you say? 
So we go through waves. So right now it's summertime. So a lot of kids are outside, hanging out, staying home, you know, that sort of thing. We see a huge rise in those cases during the school year. Because the school year is when they're in class, they're surrounded by people, they may be getting bullied more in person, um, they have those stressors on them between school and grades and, you know, what their future's looking like. A lot of that pressure can build up on them during that school year. So we see a lot during the spring as well when that school is ending, you know, and between the like March and May time is when we see a huge increase. Um, but typically sometimes lately that we've had our unit at full capacity to what they can have. It's uh, good knowledge to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like for recovery with adults, it's been a little difficult, um, especially in bed availability, depending on what you're looking for. It's uh always is changing but the numbers have been high and i feel like there's not enough beds to help people um in in your professional opinion would you say like our community has enough resources to help teens um me personally like kind of i guess off my basis of my personal opinion um growing up like i believe everybody had mental health issues Um, between, you know, stress of friends, stress of school, whatever. And so I felt that growing up, um, I felt in schools there was a huge gap. So you had to have that advocate, like your parents advocate for you or something like that in order for you to find a treatment program or a therapist to go to or, you know, something like that. And I feel in school, a lot of teachers would notice it and bring awareness but nothing was actually done in the school environment. So we had counselors and I put that in quotes um, because I felt like all they did was change our schedules and everything like that. But um, having somebody that you could go to and sit down and talk to is something different. In my opinion, I feel that if they had that resource that students could be like, Hey, I'm not having a great day. I really just want to go and talk to, my counselor in the office, just, you know, messaging them and saying, Hey, do you have time during my directed study to meet with me and whatever. And just having that resource, because when I was in middle school, I, um, was unfortunately a victim of assault at school grounds. And so after that, I didn't have like a counselor to go to and talk to about that. And, like kids stopped sitting by me and it was very isolative. So luckily my parents had advocated for me and they found me a counselor with Christine Ann Center and she would come and eat lunch with me every day and we would sit down and talk. And then that periodically went from every day to twice a week to once a week to that only meeting like once a month and then kind of going from there. So I really feel like if schools implemented programs more towards the mental health of children, that would kind of close that gap because otherwise, like I said, I feel like if you don't have that person to advocate for you because kids still and teens still don't know how to do that yet, you know, they don't know where to go. They don't know how to find help without asking for it and having somebody help them and advocate for them. They miss that. Mm. What, uh, what what high school did you go to? I went to Oshkosh North. Okay. 
Um, and, and I know you kind of touched up on one of my next questions is kind of those avenues that you uh, found available within the school. Um, is there is there any other avenues that you took advantage of other than your kind of parents helping out and being an advocate for you to get that support? Um, I know a lot of people, they would get close with their teachers. So like in with my experience at Oshkosh North, there were certain teachers that went above and beyond for their students, right? So there was one teacher in particular that I connected with really well, and I would go and eat lunch there, and, you know, they would sit and help me with my English paper or my math or, you know, something like that. And then they'd be like, you know, how's your day going? Like, how's how's life going, you know? And they put in that effort to know their students and to understand them. So then they created that safe space for students, right? Um, but I feel like that that's just a personal thing for them that they really appreciate, that they really enjoy doing on a personal level. Um, so I feel like that was a huge help. But same thing in high school, they had guidance counselors that were more or less, you know, helped you with your scheduling, helped you apply for colleges, you know, really drove that type of environment. Hmm. What's well, good? I, I, uh, I mean, personally, I never got close to my teachers, uh, <laughs> but you have to go to school to get close to your teachers. So I definitely miss that opportunity. But I know it, everyone's experience is a lot different than than mine, and um, everyone has a different experience in general. With that, you you weren't really much of a partier, were you, in high school at all? Not much. Um, I guess towards my the end of my senior year, I was I was a little bit just to try to fit in, I guess, as I put that in quotes. Um, but through high school, no, I wasn't. I focused on school. I was more or less, I guess, kind of a not a loner, but I floated friend groups. So, you know, I'd have one friend group that I would hang out with and then I'd go to a different friend group and hang out with them. And I just kind of mingled through groups and I was just kind of a friend of everybody. A bouncer. Okay. Was, was. Did, was, uh, was there any like peer pressure at all or anything like that kind of going on? I know in my school um, you have your friend groups and you kind of gravitate to, to who you are, or who you like to be. Um, and, uh, you know, for me personally, there was a lot of like influence, not with the friend group. Um, obviously, I make my choices, I make my decisions, but you know, the people I surround myself definitely make a difference in what my future could be like. Um, mm -hmm. So, I guess, did you have any peer pressure at all, or is that a thing? Or so when you had asked me to do this podcast, I kind of thought about like, you know, the drugs and alcohol that went through my high school. And I wouldn't say, you know, as a, as like in fifth grade, when you did that dare class, they're going to say, Oh, somebody's going to come up to you and say, Hey, do you want these drugs? And you know, you got to just say, no, just say, no, just say no. And so the, literally all through high school, I'm like, when are these people going to ask me about these drugs that they told me about so long ago? And I guess it, it never, they didn't say like, oh, it'll come from like a place that's completely kind of random. So, you know, you're at a party, you're having fun or whatever, and everybody there is smoking a joint or something like that. And then they're like, oh, do you want one? 
and they'd be like, nah, not, you'd be like, nah, not right now. And they'd be like, okay, whatever. And then they would just be fine with it. And, or they would be like, okay, you're weird, whatever. So it could be like either ends of the spectrum. And so I would just say, no, I'm okay. And just move on from there. So I guess there wasn't any like peer pressure of them saying, nah, just try it. Stop being a wuss. Stop being, you know, whatever. It was more or less like a, okay, whatever, more for me and (laughs) moved on. Um, But I wouldn't say, I think the only pressure that there was, was the popularity side of it. So it was that, oh, if you don't go to this party, you're not cool enough. Or, oh, if you're not invited to this party, you're not cool enough. You know, that sort of thing. So I remember I had graduated high school early. So I graduated in January and then I went and did a mission trip. And when I came back, I did the whole walking the stage and graduation and everything like that. And I remember there was a party afterwards. And so I, um, I went to it and then I just realized, you know, this is actually really boring in this person's basement and I'm sweating and I'm super hot. And so then I would leave. Um, but I did notice like, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, that sort of thing. Um, but I really feel like my personal experience was just meh, whatever this, I'm over this, but I did see a lot of people that were really into that um, popularity side of it, that they wanted to be cool, that they wanted to be seen as popular. So we're going to try all this stuff because that's what the cool kids do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely, um, I feel like that's very common in the, in just uh, growing up, you know, wanting to be a part of wanting connection and uh, feeling as if like being the cool kid, as you would put it, um, is the is the best way to connect and, and feel that sense of feel good. Um, but that's good. My, my experience is nothing like that. So kudos to you. <laughs> I, uh, I did not have any of those uh, say no or I don't I do remember dare, but uh, I must have not been paying attention, but um, that's OK. but with that, I guess, is there any, I know, you know, with your experience, how long have you been in healthcare now? Um, so I've been a CNA for eight years now. And I've been, I've been in nursing school for four. Wow. Congratulations. You're almost there. Yes. I'm almost done. Uh, How long have you been at the ERs for? Two years. Two years. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I previously worked psych for three before that. So dove right in. Yes. Dove right in <laughs> to all of it. It's good. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of opportunity. Um, there's a lot of good things that happen within our system and our communities, especially with the healthcare. But if there's any kids out there, you know, that maybe are lost or, don't know what to do or, you know, I guess if there's there any piece of advice you give them? Uh, so my advice would be that the kids that I see most successful in their recovery or seeking help with their mental health is being an advocate for yourself. And what I mean by that is speaking up. Don't be scared. Don't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I feel like right now mental health is super trending right now, you know, and it's, it's to that point where everybody is saying, you know, seek help whenever you can. Um, And if you don't know how, 
go online, go on TikTok, go on Facebook and say, how do I, you know, where do I find help? And there's a lot of videos on people who can help you, who can, how they did it, how they got to the hospital, how, you know, what they need and how you can be an advocate for yourself. Um, Crisis centers are always available 24 seven and they always have an on-call social worker. So that hotline, the suicide hotline number, the crisis hotline number, numerous of times when you call that you can just talk to somebody um and then they'd be like hey you know i really think maybe you should go into the er because you're having these thoughts that are kind of concerning and and they can direct you in that sense otherwise they can then find you community resources within winnebago outagamey brown county that sort of things that are also available to you as well but don't be ashamed to do it. It's everybody has mental health issues at some point, whether they want to admit it or not. And it's nothing to be ashamed of at all. It's uh, awesome advice. Um, I do know they have like NAMI as well and Oshkosh that definitely can help guide someone and, and mental health. They also have teen support groups as well. Uh, for those that are struggling, I know I've personally been to them, um, and it's just another avenue to not feel alone and and connect to people that are um, going through similar struggles. Um, and that's always been a, a been a big key in my life, so um, I appreciate that advice. It's always good. But that's all the questions I had. That's all the time I had set aside. So I appreciate. Um, joining us here today, April, in this podcast and being a part of uh, Breakwater's experience. Of course. Thank you for having me.